Okay. Okay, this is like a second day in a row, so I'm confused why the heads don't work. Like, they were literally working less than 24 hours ago. That is really weird. Yeah. Well, good thing I didn't return the other mic that I got, so maybe it's time to switch it up a little bit. I don't think it's a mic because the mic is working. No, but I plug into the mic. So, yeah, but if the mic wasn't working, then it would be the whole thing. I don't know, bro. I'm just speculating. <laughs> I'm doing the best I can. You're fine. It should be fine. I think today's going to be a little fun. We got a little surprise. Woo! <laughs> Woo! <laughs> What's in your cup today, Pyle? I'm having another poppy, actually. Today I'm having the orange one. I've, Reviews? Uh, I'm, they're, grow they're growing on me. I know that like you you didn't like them at first, but it's growing on me. I'm like, okay. The, I, I think I really like the cherry limeade. Um, I haven't had the ones that are actually supposed to be like soda. I feel like if it's too close to something I already like, I'm going to compare it. And then I'm not going to like it right. as much. So if I get something else, now I have to like, you know nothing i'm not really comparing it to something i had really started off liking poppy and the idea of poppy and then i realized it was just soda with apple cider vinegar and i was like all right i'm yeah. out and less sugar right right that's like the whole point of it it's yeah. less sugar it still has sugar but, they, but it's less yeah they sell it as a health product and it's not yeah no see like <laughs> i wouldn't i wouldn't take it as that i'm just like oh it tastes good and it's a little bit better for me so Okay, why not? Yes. Wait, wait, wait. We didn't even intro ourselves. But welcome back to What Season Are We On? I'm Pyle. And I'm Mallory. And today we have a very special guest, Natasha. What's in your cup? Hi, guys. I'm drinking the Trader Joe's Sparkling Strawberry Juice Beverage. I know the audience. Mm -hmm. Oh. <laughs> it is <laughs> delicious. And I think it has, it's only 60 calories, and there's 15 grams of sugar in this, since we're talking about sugars. <laughs> um, I okay. do drink poppies, though. Is it Yeah, good, they're though? delicious. They have, like, the white tea and the black tea and the peach flavor and a watermelon, fla watermelon flavor. Oh. Had the, the black tea peach yeah. sparkling one. So I'm you would love that this one. one. I think the strawberry is my favorite out of all their little canned sparkling drinks. Um, so we make sure those are stocked up. The poppies are stocked up and my Alani New energy drinks are stocked up. That's all that's in my fridge. Nice. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> that's perfect. Um, Mallory, what you got over there? What you got over there? I am drinking the premium Kirkland brand grapefruit sparkling water. <laughs> we're nice. real wild today <laughs> hey healthy okay we're not drinking soda here well and it's not it's uh, not alcohol i am a little bit <laughs> my yeah it's not alcohol i've been 124 days sober 
Wow. Not wow. because I have a drinking problem for anyone listening. That's so <laughs> because <laughs> for 124 <laughs> and I just haven't wanted to drink since then. How do you feel? Do you feel any different? Well, honestly, yes. I think that if you can hit your 100 days, that's when like the magic happens. Like I think hmm. you feel just 10 times better. Your intuition's on point. Like if you want to go down like the energy and like manifestation stuff, they tell you that yeah. drinking is lowering your vibration. So now that I don't drink, my vibrations are higher. My intuition's better, et cetera. Um, okay. And like I've had sips of alcohol. Like I've tried people's drinks and it just grosses me out now. Like I'm just like, oh, no, I don't want it. So do you think you're just, like, going to stop drinking entirely? I think I'm done. Like, I don't think I'll go back. And if I do go wow. back, it might be, like, a special occasion, like, maybe my birthday that's coming up. Maybe I'll have, like, a tequila soda. Mm, but, like, yeah. I've had I've had one drink in this hundred and whatever days when we were in Canada. And it was an espresso martini. And I was just like, why am I drinking this? It was just not the thing. So, I don't know. Yeah. I thought I would at least have maybe one drink by, like one drink here and there on the weekends no i'm i'm good yeah. wow yeah. i it's love been, this for you that's like a whole nother episode right. like i i feel like that's such a that's such a like you know people are making such a conscious choice to be more you know sober curious and i've actually been seeing that quite a bit and you know, like Mal, I know you're you're you and Isa are doing no drinking during the yeah. week. Um, Raj and I are trying to basically cut down like Monday through Friday drinking, just like you know, maybe just like social drinking on the weekends. So like, I feel like everyone is starting to take that step of like, okay, maybe we like we don't need. This. I think it's yeah, and I think he's oh, go ahead. I think it's like the whole sober California thing. If you don't know, uh, everyone in California has sober California where they don't like drinking, but they'll do other recreational things like mushrooms and cannabis. I guess that's a perfect intro. Natasha, yeah. if you want to give us a little background on what you do. Yes. Um, so my name is Natasha and I am a, I don't even know how to say this. Okay. My name is Natasha and I have a cannabis business. So I am a woman in cannabis i own a nursery um that used to be my cultivation we turned it into a nursery last year uh, i finally got a partner so that's new for me and he's got his own cultivation so we kind of just grouped everything together and then i have a brand called hey bud which is my flower brand and we just came out with rosin gummies so i'm in the cannabis space i am a woman with multiple hats and cannabis <laughs> And I think that's kind of like where yeah, we're and starting that's like off. Not very common. Yeah. yeah, we just like wanted to bring so, some guests onto the podcast that kind of are different than your norm, I guess you could say, and just like a specialty or a special person in their industry. Um, so I'm probably going to ask a lot of dumb questions. Number one being, what's the difference between cultivation and a nursery? So the nursery is like the beginning stages of any cultivation facility. So most clients will have like nurseries in their facility where they 
have their mother stalks, like big mom plants, and they take cuttings and make them into clones. Um, they root those clones and then they grow them out into big cannabis plants, harvest that, and those are the buds that you smoke at the end of the whole entire process. It's a little bit more intricate than that, but that is the most basic way of saying it. Um, and then you have some facilities that may have opted out of building an in-house nursery just because it's cheaper to purchase clones and so they or they just didn't have the space for it um depending on where what city they're in and whatever so i am basically a nursery that fulfills other clients facilities for them so they call me they say i need 300 genetics of whatever and i cut those clones for them or i have them in stock and i sell it to them they plant them in their rooms they grow weed and that's kind of how it goes. So we fulfill all of our own facilities too. So like none of our cultivation facilities, um, our group has two, a third one coming up and then all of our friends and their facilities. So like probably in total, like 10 of them that I plan and fill and make sure that they're on track. And then on top of those, wow, we have our own clients. Yeah. We do about like 60 to 70,000 clones a month. So it's a lot wow. of organization and keeping things on uh, track. <laughs> yeah, it's cool. I, uh, it's been like very cool to see your journey through cannabis. Um, I think maybe I think a little background. Uh, prior to me going full time with Sonu Company, I was working at a cannabis startup. And that's, like, how me and Natasha, like, first met. Like, this is what it was about. It was, like, work-related. And now we're probably never going to get so each other. It was so funny, too, so. because, like, you know, all the Indian people know each other, like, in our community. And at least my parents, I feel like our moms know everybody. But I guess our moms have been friends yeah. for a really long time. And for the longest time when I got into cannabis and you started at LeafLink, my dad would tell me, oh, you need to go over to the LeafLink booth and meet Pyle and meet Pyle. I'm like, okay, I don't want to, I don't really care. I don't want to meet no, no, you know, friend of yours kid. Like, why are you forcing friendships on me? Like, I got my own <laughs> shit to do. And then I think we finally met and we would just meet at events, take a picture, send it to our moms and then go our separate ways. Like that, that was, that was the extent of our friendship <laughs> in the cannabis space. It wasn't until you left LeafLink that we actually started hanging out, which is really funny because I remember you. That's were true. Yeah, because I would always run into you at like shows, um, but we always knew we lived that down we the lived, street from each like, other. Our moms really, probably really saw each other like every other weekend, like, and we just yeah. didn't. Our friendship didn't start until after you were out of cannabis, and a lot of that had to do with because you started Sono, yeah. and I think. We bonded over just being there for each other and building businesses because it's hard. Yeah, dude. <laughs> it's tough. You gotta you gotta have the like the same mindset as of some of the people around you too to help you get through those tough times, especially when you're like in it. And trust me, I like you have your sister, which is great, but it's you know, it's still hard too. Cause you gotta yeah, you got sure. I don't. I've never no, had a partner I'm... until recently, and that's all weird to me too. But for the longest time, like I didn't. I, How long yeah. ago did you start your business? Which one? When I first went into business for myself? Yeah, sure. 
Yeah, I actually want to hear about that story. I want to know, like, what was your first business? Like, how old were you? So what did I opened you do? up my first business uh, when I was 25 I years old. I was turning 26 the me- next month. But basically, I started when I was 25. Claim it. I was 25. <laughs> um, so I used to work for Wells Fargo. And I technically wanted to go to law school. Um, my bachelor's is criminal justice because I was trying to get into the fraud department so that I could do fraud investigation for bank- for the banks. Um, yeah, wild, right? And I, there are some things happening at Wells Fargo at the time. If you guys remember that whole like scandal of them saying that people were opening bank accounts for clients and random stuff, yeah, yeah, um, I refused to do it. My managers tried to get me to do it, and because I didn't, they basically kept writing me up. And when I asked to be moved to just like customer service and tell her they wouldn't do it because of my write-ups and so I just got really fed up and so I was about to quit and just focus on school and then I think I was gonna start studying for the LSAT and my dad's like do you my dad's an attorney too so he was like do you really want to do this you should go open up your own business and I was like okay sure and then he was like I have this opportunity one of his clients owned a restaurant and his son basically came back from um chef's school cordon blue or whatever in new york and he culinary culinary school and so he wanted to open up this like fast food location in orange like indo and indian chinese at the same time a big fine dining in artesia opened up and they wanted that so they couldn't run both so they had gone to my dad asked if anyone wanted to do a franchise and i was like sure let's do it let's I had no idea what I was doing I was like let me figure this out wow. so um yeah from <laughs> for three years two and a half years three years I ran a store a restaurant called walk in tundor I owned it it was very interesting um because I was dealing with a lot of Indian people and everyone thought I was the owner of the other restaurant's daughter so they would always get mad at things and try to call him. And I looked like I was 18. I didn't wear makeup. My hair was always tied. I was in the kitchen, you know. And so they always just thought, no one thought I was the owner. No one thought I was the manager. No one thought anything. They just thought I would just work there half the time. Um, but we did win, like, best Indian restaurant in Orange County for, like, all three years that we were open, which was great. And then we just, we were, like, self-serve, like, fast food type of setting and all of these fast casual yeah fast casual and all these people would come in trying to bring their whole entire family of 30 people to sit in my restaurant when their seating was only for 30 people and they expect it to be served hand and foot and I'm like this isn't you've got to go to the other restaurant and like we would just sell out but not in like a good way it was just like we would just sell out because we didn't have the space and like the capacity to feed the amount of people we were getting busy with which is a good thing but like you know profits didn't really make sense at that point so um my lease was up and so I had to make the decision of either just closing it out because I was working 12 hour days I think I got one day off I lost a lot of weight it was like stressful you know I ended up getting stuck in the kitchen for like towards the end of it because we just couldn't keep proper cook half the time and so I shut down the restaurant and I left for Canada for 30 days for Christmas time. My grandparents live up there. So I was like, you know what? I don't want to get asked a million questions because I don't know what we're doing. I don't know if we're going to go look for a new restaurant. I don't know if I'm going to sign this lease. I just need like a break. 
And so I went to Canada and um, cannabis was getting talked about being legalized in California that same year. And jokingly, I remember sitting in the restaurant like six months prior to me closing it down, talking to one of my friends saying like, oh, we should get into this. Like, let's do it. We were trying to figure out ways. My friend's dad owned a bunch of warehouses. You know, my other friend wanted to grow weed. We like I knew people for lighting. We were like, we can get these lights. We can do this. We can do that. And like nothing ever panned out from that. But we just had like talked about it, and it was weird. And then I just forgot about it. So in December, when we went to Canada, Canada had already been legalized for that whole year, the whole entire country, which was great. And when I told my dad that I was like, let's get into cannabis, he's like, no, we're not doing that at all. You're crazy. I was like, okay, whatever, fine. Ignored it. I was like, look, you know, my my partner who was the chef at the time for Walk in Tundor, he was making these Indian snacks and he learned how to infuse them. So I thought that would be a great business idea. Like, oh, we can make Indian edibles. I still think it's a great idea. I don't know. I just <laughs> have to have a like, kid right now. I need to come so back you won't have to much it. time to do that for me. Um Honestly, we need a food scientist. Like, a side note, sorry. <laughs> we could, I'm, like, we completely could still do it. Story. But, like, a food scientist Look, to, like, make the flavors. Isn't and that then, like, okay, we'll The problem is, is that the, that the Indian, like, sweets yes. are so perishable because they're made out of, like, milk and nuts and all that kind of stuff. But it's hard. It was, like, hard. We, like, looked at kitchens. We did everything. I don't think you can. I don't think you make like the actual. Right. That's what I type. wanted to do, though. I think I didn't want flavors. Like, I wanted to make the actual like but, jelly, like uh, <laughs> the jelly bean, infuse it with THC. How good would that be? But then, like, that's like not. That, Maybe okay, yes, the jelly but and like that. Those are all. Rosin. It's like trying to do churros. It's like the same thing, right? Like anything that is fried would not translate well he did it though he made it but no, it wouldn't okay, like yeah it wouldn't last, last so though, right so like, fine fair enough like it's totally possible the, to make but it's like churros you'd have the to like regulation immediately that came out in in january made me realize that it wasn't gonna work so again my dad was against this i left for a week from my grandparents house to go stay at a friend's house and I come back and my dad's up there, you know, he's got all his friends. He's been partying it up, you know, it's Christmas time. And um, he comes and I'm about to go to dinner with my uncle. And he's like, no, stay, stay home. I want to talk to you. I was like, okay. So I didn't get to go eat. I got to hang out with my dad. I'm like, oh, what, what did I do now? And he goes, okay, we're going to do it. And I look at him and I said, do what? And he's like, we're going to go into cannabis. I'm like, what do you mean? And he's like, I looked into all the regulations coming out. I called Senjil already. And we talked about the cannabis Indian stuff. We're going to go look for a kitchen. We got to open you up a dispensary so you can sell everything through the dispensary. I'm like, huh? I'm like, like, bro, what did you just decide? He went ham. Like, he figured it out. I was like, all right, we're doing this. And so... um, as soon as we got back, Santa Ana had opened up their applications for a dispensary, and I went and filled it out right away. Like, I did the whole thing. I put the business plan together. I did all of that, and then we were just waiting. And it's long. in that time we were waiting, I went to India for a month in February for my first time. I was like, I'm leaving. There's nothing I can do. 
So while I was India in India, my dad calls me and he's like, hey, we're missing like 10 points on this application. And the 10 points was having someone in your business that had already either worked for a licensed facility in like Washington, Oregon or Colorado. Um, it would just give us an extra 10 points and we would have all the points, which would put our application in a better position, hopefully. And so I was like, well, I'm in India. Who do I call? And so I called my friend Greg at the time and I was like, hey, do you know anyone that had that worked in a licensed facility? And he's like, all right, let me make some calls. We ended up finding someone who couldn't put his name, but he was working on another project in Long Beach. And that guy that was in charge of that project was like, I'll put my name on your license for the application. And I was like, cool. So we built this relationship with this guy and um, they only had one investor. And so they called that investor or that investor ended up calling my dad saying like he didn't trust these people that were running this thing because he didn't live in California. So they hired me to go look at this plan that was going nowhere in Long Beach. It was a cultivation facility. And so, you know, the numbers looked good and we decided to drop the dispensary application because the dispensaries were already so oversaturated in Santa Ana and I'm glad I didn't do it. Cause they were all like, we were like, there was like four different applications on the building that I even wanted. Um, and so we ended up going and getting this cultivation and we kept that original investor and we kicked the other two guys out and I took over the whole entire project and I learned how to grow well, weed. <laughs> so that's how that happens. <laughs> yeah. And, and also now you're I teaching. I was teaching. I actually resigned this semester. It was a lot. Um, I was teaching with LBCA, which is the Long Beach Cannabis. Oops, my thing went. Long Beach Cannabis Association. So it's a nonprofit in Long Beach. It's a bunch of operators and owners that just try to change policy and do a bunch of community stuff. Um, and so for the last two years, maybe two, three semesters, four semesters, I don't even know. I was asked to teach the um, eight-week course for introduction into the cannabis industry. I taught week two, which was cultivation. So I did a basics 101 cultivation class. Um, and it was fun. I really enjoyed it. But I'm like, it's always during March for spring semester. And then fall always hits like our busy time. And so this was like the first year I'm like, I can't keep doing this because I have to change my lesson plans. Things are always changing. And it's like three hour classes twice a week in the middle of the like, you know, at night and stuff. And I'm just trying to keep a lot off my plate right now. So I unfortunately am not teaching this class, but I do have something else in the works that will bring education to people that want it. So. Okay. What are we going to get a little bit more? Well, it's going to be a podcast, <laughs> but um, <laughs> this is a great plug for that. <laughs> uh, I, I, don't, I don't know. I, well, I have a meeting this weekend, but. Me and my friend Joanna um, basically were talking about how we both know a lot of knowledge on how to get licenses, how to start a business, how to get into the business, all of our connections, things like that. And so we were going to start a subscription-based podcast somehow, um, kind of like how First Smoke of the Day does. Uh, you, you, get your you get certain episodes you have to pay for, and then certain episodes are free. Yeah. So... The episodes that are going to teach you literally how to 
put in an application for a license or where to start, where to look. If you want to open up a brand, um, we're going to have like a system where you can actually basically get an Excel sheet with all my contacts. I have a lot of people in my network that can do white labeling things that can wow. help you distribute. That's a, that's a very all inclusive, uh, very valuable yeah. one. Yeah. So yeah. It's, again, this is an idea in my head. I still have to figure out how to make this work. But my goal is to get people who want to get into the space, give them like more of an idea of what it really looks like and also like some tools preemptively you can do that on youtube that? right like you can do that on youtube you can have it be like member only yeah. access you can even do it like even through so, like the the podcast that we use here when you um post it up to like your distribution you can make it per subscription a lot of people use the patreon patreon yeah. and then to like link in that you have to like pay to get into the program yeah itself. i think we're gonna for sure be on like a video one like we're gonna set up the whole video thing and you know have our faces in it so that people get like it's more like you're sitting on the couch with us yeah. and we're giving you your business plan to you um you know i think the best way if you want to start to get into this industry is white labeling and it's the easiest way and it's the least amount of risk in my opinion because you don't have to put your name on a license you don't gotta go find a building all these things that take time so white labeling if you've got a little bit of money you can really start um and so joanna's in the process of possibly building a brand right now so i think it's a good time to start this and i'm relaunching hey bud into stores again and you know i've got my own experience with building a brand and like I watch all these cannabis podcasts and no one's really talking about the industry and like the real like difficulties of being in this industry and how to start a business. Everyone's kind of reminiscing about like the old times or how all these like legacy guys started, which is great because you want to hear their stories, but no one's talking about like some of the newcomers or like how people got started that weren't in the space before legalization and things like that. So um joanna works she's a gm for a dispensary and she's put in a lot of the applications for them so she knows how to do retail and i know how to do everything else and so i think and she's better at regulation than i am but i think it's a good way for us to share that knowledge um and like get paid for it yeah a lot yeah. of this is centered around education where did you kind of figure this stuff out or where did you look to to get your education to start everything i didn't i had to figure it out myself there was no books there was no like nobody like it it was weird because i think when things got legalized a lot of these operators that have been in the industry way longer than me before legalization have always worked without showing their faces without promoting what they do they've all been hidden and a lot of the growers that I learned from or I've talked to or mentored me or like, you know, partners that I've had or not partners, but like consultants that I've had, they were always just so yeah. scared to even like do anything like go on Instagram or all, all that kind of stuff. They were just like, no one wanted to share their secrets. No one wanted to tell you how to do it. It was just very like you stick to your circle and stuff. And I think survival did it. Yeah. And so there's no like blueprint and we a lot of us were just figuring it out as it went 
because regulations changed every other day. They're still changing every other day. Um, I don't even think the state knows what the f they're doing. So like, you know, each city's different. Like there's so many different moving parts to this that you have to yeah, know, like you, you can't, there's no blueprint. Even if I give you a blueprint, you still need to learn. Like what I get, the knowledge that I have and mm -hmm. I can share and whatever joy I can put into it, we're never going to, we're never going to be able to give you like a full blueprint because every single business is different and yeah. it's really what you, like what knowledge you can bring to yourself. Like I think you do have to have some level of like business experience or learning how to run a business or like teach yourself how to run a business however that may be um and I don't think a lot of people realize that I think some of the people trying to come into the industry are just like oh it's cannabis it's selling drugs let me just you know get some weed and put a name on it and see what happens and I think that's where some of our industry like downfalls are especially in like crappy brands yeah, for sure that race to the bottom but I mean you know, as long as I can try to do some good, why not? And like, I learned how to do business through my dad. Like, I didn't go to school for it. Like, I have college education and like, I, you know, I worked at a bank. And so I know like the basics of running a business. I also had my restaurant to bake all my mistakes in. So I learned all of the ways to run an actual business in the restaurant industry. So having a business in cannabis was a little bit easier. Um, I don't think I would have been able to last as long as I have with everything that I've gone through if I didn't have my restaurant. Because I, I learned to go with the flow, ups and downs, things that Pyle's learning right now, probably. <laughs> so fun. <laughs> That's probably why me and Pyle got close to you, because she oh. would freak out and be like, okay, it's okay. It's going to happen. Just You got to, you know, know, take your moment. It's a lot, dude. Like so many different things. Like you said, like you're you're learning and growing and figuring it out and just like doing the whole thing all at once. And sometimes you just need someone to tell you that it's gonna be okay. I will always be that person. <laughs> you can call me anytime. <laughs> you know, and it's you know, we're we're also lucky we have our dads and our moms and like your parents have ran a store for so long and like they kinda can guide you even yeah. if you guys don't see eye to eye and my me and my dad don't see eye to eye on everything but he's there i mean I'll always have an attorney which is great yeah for sure <laughs> and it's so funny because my dad will like to go and tell people like how proud he is of his kids so my brother's also in cannabis and you know he goes and tells his friends oh yeah i made my kids into drug dealers and i'm just like what is wrong with you <laughs> but you won't he won't ever tell us in public, like, <laughs> to our faces that he's proud of us. Like, I don't think I've ever seen my dad be like, yeah, you're doing a great job. And so when I hear from other people like, oh, yeah, your dad talks so highly of you. I'm like, stop it. Say, we're, we're talking about the same guy. So Indian, <laughs> Indian kid problem. <laughs> yeah, it's their way of showing they love you. No, Trust I, me. I know, I know you know. That's, that's <laughs> why we're talking. But I don't think I could do it without them. So here we are. Yeah, for sure. But fact. it's kind of ups and downs. It's not for the. It's not for the weak. 
Yeah. Well, okay. Speaking of that, like what is like a piece of advice or a couple of pieces of advice? pieces of advice you'd give someone that like wants to start their own business like whether it's in cannabis outside of that I'm always gonna tell everyone that they should start their own business like I will never go back working for somebody like never so find something that you're passionate about and learn everything you can about it and then make it work Like, you have to, you can't go into opening up a business just because you want to have that, like, freedom. And, like, I know, you know, social media makes it seem like, oh, ditch your 9 to 5 and all that kind of stuff. But, like, some people are good at 9 to 5s. Like, just because the world is telling you that you can make more money or you can, you know, work, own your own business and be your own boss or whatever, like, that's great. But, like... I know people that love their nine to fives and they love it. They get their PTO, they get their benefits. Sometimes I don't get a paycheck. Sometimes, you know, we're in the red and I can't get a paycheck. Sometimes things happen. So it's like, if you want that consistency, you know, you have to like, you like to just go home after work and decompress. Like, don't start start your business because literally my phone doesn't stop. I'm always working. Yeah, I like don't stop. Like no, even if I'm just trying to relax planning. and watch a show yeah. or something, I'm still working. I'm still like figuring working out on like, something. Oh, I could do this or let me like write those notes down. Like my brain's always going. Um, over the summer, I yeah. had a little bit of fun, and so I took a couple Mondays off because I went to some festivals. And so Sunday nights, you know, we're at the hotel sleeping, and my best friend Jen and my cousin Henna were the ones with me, and they would get so mad because 6 a.m. on Monday. My phone was going off. Either clients, my employees, like plants don't get days off, so neither do we. This year I went to work on Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, New Year's Day, New Year's Eve. I was there, um, you know, and I was just there to help my employees check on plants, check on orders that we had the next day. So it's, you know, you can have a job, you can have, you can run a business that you can get your days off, but like I don't know any business owner that like has days off. Um I went to Canada for... And like you said, it kind of goes back to like that passionate, right? Like you have to have the passion for it. Otherwise, you're not, not going to really get the outcome that you want. Yeah. It's bigger than just working. It's bigger than just getting that paycheck. It's finding that passion. It's doing more, figuring out more, you know, involving yourself in every aspect to like get the real result you want. You can do it for the money. Like if that's the only reason you're right. going to work for yourself, like go stick to your nine to five. Cause right, it ain't. It's not gonna. Yeah. It, you're not gonna see anything for a while. No, because it's gonna take time, and most likely yeah. you're probably gonna fail a couple times. Yeah, and that's like the hardest reality is like, you know, you're you're doing all this, but that like like the the percentage of startups that fail is huge, so high. Yeah. You know, for I for right before reason. I got into this. um while we were building out this facility, my brother at the time was selling these uh, oxygen chambers and he was dealing with a lot of um, patients with autism. And so CBD has shown to help a lot of children with like autism, like any, like if they're on the spectrum with their like mood swings or just calming them down, relaxing them, all this kind of stuff. And so we started this um, CBD company and we did really well. 
right in the beginning. Like we had all these doctors, we were doctor recommended. We were working with a lot of doctors that were all into this across the country. Like we did so well. I built out all the packaging, all the branding, the whole entire website. And then COVID happened and everything got shut down. Like, and it wasn't that I couldn't keep going with COVID, but because the doctors weren't seeing their patients and things were just like all over the place, we just couldn't build more momentum that we were at. And yeah, we were getting orders online and stuff, but it was just so hard because that whole year was meant to go to this big convention called MAPS. And we were supposed to like go and like, um, basically launch at this convention and i spent months getting product getting everything ready for this stupid convention and literally two weeks later everything got shut down or two weeks right before everything got shut down and i was just like oh okay and you know we did what we could but it was just one of those businesses that i had to like i couldn't keep going until i was able to come back with it properly and so we had to put a pause on it and now we're in 2024 and I have not even thought about it and like it sucked too because I had these I have so much packaging I'll show you okay I know uh, you get the audience can't see but let me tell you I made these tins okay these were called the perfect doses and these tins came in (laughs) a week before my trade show I have like 20,000 of these tins sitting in a storage unit um so yeah you're going to fail at businesses and it's okay. Don't let it get to you. Just keep going. It's fine. Um, so, you know, again, don't do it for the money. Do it for the passion. And if you enjoy your nine to five, don't let anyone make you think that that's not okay. Like, it's fine. Go work your nine to five. Get your health benefits. Get your PTO. I don't get days off. I don't get paid when I take yeah. days off. Like, you know. I make jokes. Oh, I'm I'm calling out sick today, and people are like, "Aren't you your own boss?" And I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, I am." They were not happy. So, and even when I'm sick, I have to like still answer calls and texts and deal with people. So it's fun. I think uh, I think that was great. I think uh, we got a lot of info. We learned a lot, uh, and we vented a little bit about our crazy day to days, which is yes, great. We need it. <laughs> um, I think before we sign off, Natasha, you want to give us a little fun fact about yourself? Something unwork related. That's my whole entire personality. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I think so before. God, I don't know. I don't really like doing, I, I just, I don't do anything fun anymore. That's really sad. I'm trying to find new hobbies. You are literally oh, I at do Disneyland. Go to, you like, know what? Twice I go week. to Disneyland because Disneyland is a stress reliever. Let, think about it, okay? You can, go on a, <laughs> you can go on any roller coaster, any ride, and scream your heart out without being judged (laughs) you know if you're having a bad day go on guardians of the galaxy every time it drops just scream on the top of your lungs when you go on incredicoaster (laughs) scream on the top of your lungs you're good (laughs) that's why i go to disneyland so much it helps with the stress (laughs) so if you hear anyone yelling like like 
more aggressively you know than what? usual. I'm usually like yelling so loud, I don't know day. what's happening or anything. <laughs> but, you know, everyone's yelling, so it's fine. So no one's going to think about it. Everyone's like shit scared because they're about to drop into the abyss, you know. <laughs> it's fun. So that that's the fun part of my daily life is going to Disneyland right now, which is also kind of sad. That shouldn't be the highlight of my weeks. Kind of fun. I really wanted to pass. You should have. We I could have gone to it. Disneyland together. I guess, but I can't do it right now. I'm gonna do the we three day thing again. Go when you had the three day thing. I know, but I'm gonna get it again so we yeah, can like well. try again. I have more right. time to use this one. That one I only had like that's, ninety that's days. Fair. Okay, and it was like summertime and. Yeah, and I was like gone in New York for like two weeks. So like, I feel like I haven't seen you in a really long time, actually, since Vegas. Yeah, since Vegas. Wow, I saw. I'm still wearing your necklace. I know. (laughs) It's okay. I. uh, I everyone compliment you. (laughs) Actually, Maha was like, "Oh, I really need to order my perfect advertisement." I knew I I she texted is, she's her. She's pregnant now. I'm gonna follow up with her. So she's she's got really <gasps> wow, bad morning so sickness, great. and so um, give, oh, wow. give her Congrats. a moment. But that's she cool. she was texting me the other day, and she's like, "I really need to order my necklace." And I was like, "Oh, Files making me a Haybud necklace. I'm hoping to see the mock up soon." I know the. They made it without diamonds, and I'm like, this is just the letters. No, what are you talking about? If if anyone wants to know, I'm getting a custom Haybud, which is my flower company, uh, diamond cursive pendant. I think I don't know something like that. A little next, yeah. <laughs> and then eventually we'll have cool. our bad. saying: "Say less, smoke more rings." One day. Yeah, that would be. You have to go look at my packaging if you guys want to know what I'm talking about. Yeah, all four fingers. Yeah, two one two or two one two. Like cross the knuckle. I think okay. I think if they're like chunky bands, like um, yeah, I have a picture. I'm gonna send it to you. I have. If anyone wants to know, Sonu Company will be the only ones designing the rest of my jewelry for my life. (laughs) Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah. That's that's my fun fact. <laughs> that's a, okay. Love it, love it. No Thank problem. you. Thanks for yes, joining us. I was entertaining. So <laughs> oh, you were our first what? guest. That's so much ever. pressure. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, that's why we that's did why I told you at the end. No. Okay, you were a great <laughs> first guest. I've only been on like three podcasts my whole entire career, so I don't like talking. Well, if you're gonna start one, like this is great. Yeah, to practice. But you guys ask me questions about myself. I hate that. Well, yeah, we wanted to know about you. People hear about talk. People hear us talk every week. We're here to highlight you. Well, I appreciate it. Thanks for having me, guys. I loved every minute of it. Cheers. I don't know if either of you have anything left in your cup, but cheers.